0: This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well Podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network.
1: This is the Truth Network.
0: Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show.
1: I say this calls for action, and now...
0: potential of all things today on the Christian Car Guy show, or that used car that was a diamond in the rough, you never thought it would (laughs) turn out to much, but it turned out to be the best car ever, or maybe it's a particular day that started out some way and it just turned out to be absolutely spectacular, or even a moment in time that you were really worried about something and all of a sudden it all just had potential that you never had seen before, so... Today's show is The Potential of All Things. And as always, (laughs) The Christian Car Show is brought to you by Hebrew letters like Sesame Street. And our letter today is the Hebrew letter. It's pronounced Huff, but it's spelled with a K, so it always kind of confuses me. But it's pronounced Huff. And I think you're going to see why the Huff has to do with all things. So I hope you uh, recognize Paul Simon and Garfunkel there at the beginning in in uh, The Sound of Silence, but I learned some really cool stuff about Paul Simon that I did not know. I I loved that song from the time I was a kid, especially The Sound of Silence. But what you may not know is in 1961, when Paul Simon was writing that song, he was somewhat depressed, as you might imagine. And he would play his guitar in his bathroom. And the reason he played it in his bathroom is so as he could get in the dark and he would turn on the sink and listen to the water run, was supposed to get some white noise. And so the line, hello, darkness, my old friend, right? He's in the bathroom playing his guitar. <laughs> and he had a good friend, Art Garfunkel, and, and they played as a group somewhat, And in 1963, they actually recorded that song, and they played it in a few nightclubs, but people made fun of them because they thought that the lyric was crazy, that the sound of silence, you know, that doesn't make any sense. And so people just laughed about the fact that this song was the sound of silence and laughed at Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel as they sang it. But they did get a chance to record it in 1963, which proceeded to flop. It went nowhere. And... I did not know this, but Simon and Garfunkel disbanded. Shortly thereafter, Paul Simon went on to England and Art Garfunkel pursued his career elsewhere. But what they didn't know is the man who had originally produced the song had kept it. And he, in 1965, remixed it with some new electronic guitars in the background and re-released it. And the next thing, Art Garfunkel saw that they were in the top 100 and he sent a message to Paul Simon and guess what? Your song's a hit. (laughs) And, And when you think about the potential of what we're experiencing there, okay, that here, right, if you know Simon and Garfunkel became, you know, kind of legendary, but in 1963, nobody saw the potential. So, isn't that fascinating? I just it blows my mind and of course that was Carly Simon with anticipation. so you know her song as well if you're if you're looking forward to stuff, and then Christian Bush would say yes to the dress which if you know me well, you know, they probably need to play that song at my funeral because I am really looking for forever now. And if you're anticipating things and you see the potential of things, it's just one of those things that that, that uh, we're looking for forever now. So as a car dealer, you know what? You might guess that I was a sales manager long before I was a car dealer, and I was a sales manager for a lot, a lot of years, and the day of the year, excuse me, the day that I anticipated the most every single month was the last day of the month because it would be the day that we would normally sell the most cars. And The reason for that, which this might be helpful for you if you want to buy a car, is that the manufacturers have quotas. And if you hit the quota these days, and and in, and, and, you know, probably the last two decades, you would get a special bonus, which would amount to so many hundreds of dollars or even thousands of dollars per car. So if you were 10, 15 cars away from the quota, the last day of the month, you had to push like crazy in order to get to that last number. So, you know, if you imagine if you sold 100 cars, and all of a sudden, you're getting $1,000 more per car you sold. Well, you yeah, that's $100,000. So there's a lot of money on the line. And it would certainly require a great deal of pressure on the sales manager, dealer, and trickle down from everybody that was in the organization. So for whatever reason, as a sales manager, I, I liked that pressure. And what I what I've discovered was God had gifted me, and part of what I guess was to extent my glory was to be able to get people to see a vision or to be able to get the idea of the excitement of what we could possibly get done today. And so if we needed to sell 15, 20, and sometimes we would need to sell 50 cars in a day, <laughs> I would begin at like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning preparing my message for that day because we would have a sales meeting on the last day of the month, and it was really one of my favorite times that I would be all pumped up, and I would give all these guys all the reasons I thought we could sell these cars today, and it would be just something that I would anticipate all month long, and then it would it would come to that day, and then all of a sudden, boy, God would give me you know this enthusiasm, and I would get there and share it with all the salespeople, and off we would go, and um, when I was a sales manager, obviously – um, I got a reputation for that, and then that's how I ended up becoming a general manager and a dealer. Is is that God gave me a lot of success and be able to share that vision and that enthusiasm and that anticipation? So, for you, <laughs> as you're listening today, you know where where what do you anticipate? What's what's the thing? That that, for you, you can just hardly wait, or where do you see potential in somewhere that you you just don't normally see potential? So yesterday morning, as I love to do and And I still, every single day, get up really really early and I ask God to give me a vision for what he's got in mind for this day, just like I used to do for the salespeople. I know God has a vision for this day. And so I get up early and I begin to pray and I go in the Bible and I often ask God, where do you want to go today? What's your vision for how we can study the word today? And so yesterday morning, (laughs) I immediately heard Romans 8.28 and I thought, no, that can't be, I know Romans 8.28, couldn't. that couldn't be the verse that I want to study. You know, it, it's not anything I've been studying all week. This just doesn't make any sense. So I, that must be something I just put in my mind. I didn't really hear that from God. Maybe you get that feeling sometimes too. And about that time, Jesus is so kind, phenomenally kind to me, honestly, <laughs> patient with me. He says, no, Robbie, I really mean it, that I really want you to take a fresh look at Romans 8.28. And you may know that at Romans eight twenty-eight, as the verse reads, is in all things, you know. And now that my mind is going to go to Mush right this very second, God works all things, all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Should have written that down in my notes. But that's the way Romans eight twenty-eight goes, and you may know that. Well, I had been studying Ephesians four, six, and in, in Ephesians 4, 6 talks about God is in all things. He's in, um, you know, the Father, and he's in it is essentially the same thing, all things. So as I looked at those two verses, realizing this is what I'd been studying, I went, oh, my goodness, all must be a really significant word. So I need to go look at that word in Hebrew and, and see what God is trying to teach me about the word all. And when I looked at that word in Hebrew, you might guess because today's show was brought to you by the letter Huff, that the first letter there is a Huff. And if you didn't know this, it really is really beautiful. As I began to think about it, I hadn't never really put all this together in my mind that the Huff is the palm of your hand or in the case of the palm of God's hand. Well, think of the potential of what God has in the palm of his hand. I mean, it's, you know all things right and, and so is it really strange that the, the huff would be the first letter so we're going to talk about the potential of things today on the Christian Car Guy show some car safety potential and all sorts of stuff so stay tuned a lot more coming up
1: you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com Creeping, left it seas while
0: the potential of all things today on the Christian Car Guys show, and I should tell you this is a live show, so we would really appreciate your calls if you can think of the potential of something that you hadn't seen it came alive for you and you want to share that it would encourage lots so call us at 866-348-7884 is the number to call in 866-348-7884 so <clears throat> if you listen to those lyrics there that Paul Simon wrote after he said hello darkness my old friend he says something really beautiful he says the vision that was softly, you know, speaking, left its seeds. That was, the, you know, the vision that was softly creeping left its seeds. And those seeds, interestingly, when I looked up the foundations of the world this week, earlier I was studying that, and and do you know that really there's a big correlation between the word foundations and seeds? and And I almost had a sense like, oh my goodness, when... God gives you that vision, whatever that may be. He He's planting seeds. And, and as they take root in good soil, right, that's faith. And, and so as we begin to anticipate our day or anticipate a discussion between somebody of importance or anticipate intimacy or whatever it is that you're anticipating, there are seeds involved. <clears throat> and those seeds, if they're like in Romans 8.28— Right? God there's God is going to bring all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So you know, in your life, was there something like where you didn't see much potential and all of a sudden <laughs> God did. And he brought all things together for good. And 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 you know, there's encouragement in that. I'll give you a good example for me and you may have heard me tell this story before, but it's so relevant. My wife, um, Tammy, um, always used to complain to me that, you know, you hear from God, but I never hear from God. Well, one day, um, we were, I think, driving to Durham, and and she was talking about that we teach uh, special needs uh, adults um, at Calvary Baptist Church, and have for years and years and years, and she said, and we're just driving along, and she goes, "You know, God told me that special needs was going to be our ministry." And I was like, "What? What did I just hear you say?" She goes, "Well, I was. I went to church on the one Wednesday night, and you weren't there with me. And 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 Dell, a good friend of ours, was up there speaking, and he talked about what a difference special needs had made in his life since they have Adam, who's a special needs." Um, adult, who's just absolutely a spectacular individual, if you get to know him, and talk about potential in something that you wouldn't necessarily <laughs> see as a diamond in the rough. Oh my goodness, uh, the potential that is in special needs, folks. So, But my wife said she heard from God that day, and I was like, well, wait a minute, you always tell me you never, well, you never hear from God. And she said, well, yeah, I, that day God told me this was going to be our ministry, well, I did not go into that ministry expecting there to be a lot of potential. Honestly, it scared me. I'd never been around those kind of folks and and so the first few times I taught that, I was I saw little to no potential. And I didn't actually teach. I was just observing. And I thought, "What in the world is Tammy got me into?" <laughs> And then the, the first week I was supposed to teach, they wanted me to teach the Fifth Commandment, which is honor your father and mother. And I said, well, man, I can't even teach my own kids to do that. How in the world am I going to teach these folks to do that? Because a lot of them don't speak. They, they're not verbal. Um, you know, and, and so they're autistic and Down syndrome and these kind of folks. And I was trying to figure out. And so, you know, God kind of had me exactly where he wanted me. In order to catch his vision for how to teach that, I was going to have to really pray. And so I was like, God, how do I do this? And he said, well, how do you show honor? And I thought, well, I guess you could kneel. So I did my best that day through flannel graphs and all sorts of different ways to show the parents and what it meant to honor. And I got down on my knee to show, you know, the idea of honor. And these folks, it appeared to me I made no impact whatsoever because some of them were punching the air or they were looking out the window. They don't look straight at you. you. You really don't have a sense of whether or not you're connecting. And and clearly, since you know I speak a lot and I get a chance to see feedback, I didn't see any, and so I thought that I'd done absolutely nothing. Well, when the parents showed up that day <laughs> and the kids came up And they began to kneel at their parents. Then the tears came, right? And the parents were like, what is this? And well, Robbie taught the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother. And like, oh my goodness, God, look what you, look at the potential that was there, Um that that you just didn't know was there and 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 it happens all the time. I mean, almost every week I get to experience this. And I just can't tell you how cool it is that there's all kinds of potential there that you don't know. Like there's a young man there um that's been coming probably the the last 6 or 7 weeks and honestly, he had never said anything. He seemed totally distracted and 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 he even wore headphones so that you thought that he wasn't listening to anything that you said so you, you know he's sitting in the and, he, and he's and he's got two or three things he's playing with and he's got these headphones on and the whole time that i'm speaking well I, that particular day i was talking about um in the 16th psalm how david king david said your glory would rejoice and i was talking about you know that your glory is like your halo and so you your shine rejoices and And all of a sudden, this young man from nowhere, never heard him speak before in my life, all of a sudden he goes, my glory shines, sweet. (laughs) I mean, you had to see this to experience it. Like, are you kidding me? He's got headphones on and he's been, you know, for the last 20 minutes, you thought there was nothing going on there. But then, oh my goodness. Was there something going on there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I often wonder what it's going to be like in heaven when, when we see, um, with this class, the things that that people were learning that you had no idea God was teaching them. Because essentially, it's His message, <laughs> and He just gives us glimpses now and again of how all things really do have phenomenal potential. So we come back we're going to be talking about that but I need your calls 866-348-7884 866-34Truth.
1: You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. One, two.
0: Today's Christian Car Guy show: the potential of all things. And you may wonder, Robbie, what are you doing playing opera there? <laughs> well, what my bliss blows me away is that is Adrian and Emma Jean Galliard, and and she is only actually eleven years old. and And they're a, a duo on YouTube. That's her and her father. And here's the, I don't know if you heard that voice on the eleven year old, but you're just like, oh my goodness, God, the potential. The glory. Talk about somebody who had their shine on. I mean, where you feel God's pleasure when you're when you're doing that thing, and you just feel God's pleasure pouring down. Is His glory is shining through you, and and that's all things. And so, as we talked about the word "all" in Hebrew, it starts with that letter of "hoof" that has to do with the palm of God hand, God's hand, and has to do with Again, the potential of think about what's in God's hand. Well, the second and last letter is a Lamed, and that is the letter that means your heart, okay? And so if you have an understanding heart, if you can understand the potential of things, like that that 11-year-old could sing like that, or Paul Simon could write, Hello, Darkness, My Old Friend, you know, and the Sound of Silence actually is a phenomenal concept— that people laughed at, but they because they didn't see the potential. Like an understanding heart, we can see that diamond in the rough. And so I've asked folks to call in with their stories, and I'm so glad at 866 348 7884 is the number to call in 866 348 7884. I am so glad that my friend Sarah Linda in Port Orchard, Washington is calling in this morning. I hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks, Sarah Linda. Hi.
1: Yeah. I'm doing fine. And it's wonderful this morning. Uh, I got the radio on. Okay. (laughs) Here's the the song or poem. Okay. All right. Okay. If you turn off the radio
0: in the background, Sarah Linda, it would. Yeah. I got to turn off the. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, let me get this off.
0: That delay will. Yeah.
1: What kind of thing? <laughs> try, help, help, help. Oh, there it is. Yes, i got to get it off. Heaven's sakes, McGee. Okay. Uh, I guess that's gone. <laughs> okay, now, here yeah. I am. Yeah,
0: tell okay. us your poem.
1: <laughs> yes, we are written in the palm of God's hand when Jesus arose in new creation flesh. stand, the new way of living that's holy and fresh. The new way of living to spread the good news to hungry and needy, to their waiting field, to change their heart to all things that they choose, so they would forever to
0: Jesus they yield. Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely. <laughs> I love your poems. And Aww, it is so fresh. Is so
1: good. <laughs> it is it is
0: fresh. Like he gave us this day and and if we can catch the vision for what all of the potential of it is, we could just have like every day could be just absolutely spectacular, right? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well I am Amen. always so grateful that you listen and for your calling in. Um you listen in K C I S up there in Seattle, right?
1: That's right, uh, on the, that, on the, in Kitsap County, uh, that's where we are in Port Orchard.
0: <laughs> that is so wonderful, and we appreciate <laughs> you calling in so much, Sierra Linda. God bless.
1: God bless you. Thank
0: Amen. You. Amen. So, you know, talk about some potential. If you knew Sierra Linda's story to some extent, you know, she had trouble communicating, and she learned that through and and that that she learned through writing poems and that kind of stuff that she can speak more clearly and, and so and she feels God's pleasure obviously i'm sure you sense that when when she is sharing her poems so how does that work out in your life you know where do you see potential 866348788486634 truth where you get a chance to actually see what it looks like to reflect God. Well, I was I was also thinking about some things that we probably ought to talk about, like the potential of driving safely. <laughs> and I've often thought, wow, God gave me these little ideas years ago that I could share with you that might save your life. And so, or maybe you know one that might save somebody's life. And again, we would love for you to call and do that, 866-348-7884. But one of the ones that that I mention quite often is some folks have a tendency to get anxious at an intersection and turn their wheels ahead of time. So, like, I'm going to make a U-turn, and I'm in the left turn lane, so I go ahead and turn my wheels all the way to the left before the light turns. Well, that little idea might get you killed, okay? And here's why. Um, It's not unusual at all at an intersection, and I can tell you, because I've had this happen to me, that the person behind you, doesn't stop. Their brakes fail, they're not paying attention, whatever in the world happens. So now I want you to picture that the traffic is coming the other way at full speed and you've got your wheels turned and now this car coming in behind you, you're stopped, it hits your car and you're lurched into the intersection right into the oncoming traffic. And I can tell you there are a number of fatalities, a number of fatalities as a result of the potential of, of that decision. (laughs) So interestingly, all have, you know, when it comes to potential, you got potential for good and potential for, for bad. And, and so you, you got to think about some of the things that, that you're going to do. And since I'm on the subject of car safety, you know, I've done a number of shows on this over the years and I could probably not do enough shows of this. It's just simply wear your seatbelt. I can't tell you the number of record. I mean, of, of ambulance drivers that have called in and have said this. And I bet you, if you talk to an ambulance driver, they'll tell you the same thing. They never unbuckled a dead man. You know, they can tell you story after story of somebody that went through the windshield or what the, whatever the situation is. And, and so, you know, as you get into the car, that's just something that, that would be a normal habit. and, I can also tell you, from having done this show a long time, and God's blessed me, to ask that question, I've had lots of people call in and say that they heard an angel or somebody tell them or God tell them to put on their seatbelt, and within minutes, they got in an accident where that seatbelt saved their life. And and so maybe you're just thinking it's an angel every time you get in the car, and once you get in the habit of you know just putting on your seatbelt, I mean, it's just absolutely a simple thing to do. Another thing that is really helpful, and it it may not save your life, but I bet you it'll save you a fender bender, is your rear view mirrors on the outside of the car, okay? It is worth every second use of time to spend to make sure that you've got those set the most outside vision that you can get. In other words, those blind spots that come up can be caught by, by adjusting the mirrors out so the angle's away from the car, okay? So the further you can get the angle of the mirror away from the car and still be able to see the traffic behind you, that's where you're going to catch that car that would be in your blind spot. So the, the further you have those mirrors adjusted out the angle away from the car, the better chance you have, both on right and left side, of seeing that car that would be coming up in your blindside. And, and again, <laughs> I, I can't tell you the number of times my, because my wife is significantly shorter than me. I'm six foot five. My wife is five feet tall. Like if I get in the car, you can imagine where those mirrors are. <laughs> and I, you know, it's worth every second that you spend to make sure. Because when you just make that decision on the highway to go out and get in the left lane, you know, and yes, you should need to look behind you, but that the mirrors are absolutely critical. We have Jacqueline is in Greensboro, North Carolina. And Jacqueline, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Jacqueline, you're on the air. Yes. So you have Can you a, hear me? I do, and I'm excited about your poem. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Um, my poem, i just to say a little bit about it. Um The fear that I had, because I started when I was younger, Um, and then every time I tried to do something, um, it never just amounted to anything, so I just felt like a great big old failure, and um, God gave me a poem, so um, just like the lady before me, um, he gave me some, he he gave me the ability to be able to write, which surprised me so much. I meant, oh my God, it surprised me. So I wanted to share with you, so my vision today is to share with you, Christian Cargai.
0: Well, I am... I can't tell you how excited I am, so go ahead. Okay,
2: Okay. you may not be that special one that you believe you to be.
0: Ooh, 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 Jacqueline, I hate that. stop you, Jacqueline. Um, That's the bump music that means, can you hang on? I'm praying you can hang on through the break because we want to hear the whole poem. We don't want it to get interrupted. We're so excited about it. And while we're waiting on the break, you could be calling us, 866-with-your-story, 866-348-7884, 34 truth Stay
1: tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com.
0: Ever now, that is Christian Bush, and that was actually <laughs> the theme song at one point in time to say yes to the dress, okay? And, and the reason why I say that is, is when you look at Romans eight twenty eight, it says, you know, again, for those called according to his, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That word called means invited. In, in Greek, it means it's invi- you're invited to the banquet. Okay, so we, you've been invited to forever now. <laughs> you really have, but you got to say yes to the dress. And and the reason I say that is is Mike Minner was a defensive back for the Carolina Panthers, and one year they they made it to the Super Bowl. They may have they lost the Patriots, you may know. And he said he'd worked his whole life to get to the Super Bowl. Can you imagine all the practices, all those years of trying to get to the Super Bowl? He gets there. And they lost in the final seconds because of a field goal mistake, if you remember the game. And he said, before you knew what had happened, you looked up at the scoreboard and you had lost. And they were literally taking a rope and pulling you off the field, a rope to get everybody off the field that didn't have on the right uniform. (laughs) Well, our lives are going to be like that. And so we got to say yes to the dread. We got to say yes to Jesus washing our robes in the blood of the Lamb, so that we can start forever now. And when we do that, well, you know, we get a chance to experience that on earth by writing poems. So we got Jacqueline in Greensboro who had started her poem, and by all means, I want to hear it. So, Jacqueline, um, can you finish it now, for or just go ahead and do it all again? Oh yes, I
2: can. Can you hear me, pretty
0: clearly? We hear you great
2: i So I also wanted to share what like he was telling me. God was telling me not to hide my talents anymore. Good. So this is another. It's the first for me to speak out about because I've I had so many of them and I'm just sitting on them. So and when he spoke that out to me, and this was just last month,
1: so wow. now I
2: have to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, uh, this, is virgin, this is virgin territory. This is wonderful. <laughs> but, it, but it's the pieces of my life that he puts back together, and this is one of them. Okay. <laughs> You may not be that special one that you believe you to be. And you may not reach the stars of stars where your name was signed so bright. And you may not be the brains of brains that you could invent somebody's style. And you may not be that scholar that stands so tall and proud. But all I ask of you, all I really ask of you is that you believe in the me, the me that's in you. Believe in the me and the very special you. He said, because you are the miracle that's going to change the people of this world. You are the miracle that's going to change the people of this world. Signs and wonders, signs and wonders is what they'll be seeing.
0: Oh, my goodness. Jacqueline, I can see. He did. He gave you a gift. Um, yeah. <laughs> at that potential. And, you know, isn't it wonderful when you're obedient and, and you do? Yes. Okay, God, I'm going to... because. <laughs> You know, I, the reason I'm doing this show is similar. Like, like God said, I want you to do this. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I don't have a voice for radio. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> but because you do that, then you sense this pleasure, right? Yes. And oh, that,
2: my God. Yes. It's such a freeing. And um, that when I realized that he was telling me I was hiding my talents, and, and I read the story about it, it, it means that you're going to become some evil servant. You know, you're hiding things from him. And you don't have to do that anymore. You know, you have, he he wants he wants us to be free. So um he's bringing me and this is just a piece of the puzzle of my life that he's putting back together. And I I'm just so grateful. I really am.
0: Well I feel like I should pray. So I'm going to. Jacqueline, um, Lord, I thank you for Jacqueline. I thank you for the courage she had to call today and for her obedience in faith. I thank you for the gift you've given her that shines so brightly on today's show. And I pray that you would continue to free her to share her gift with others, that people would see you shine brightly through the gifts that you've given her, and that she would be encouraged by all listening, and by you especially, as you're the one, actually, is the one that sees this stuff. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. No, Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> That's <laughs> absolutely, wow, that, that makes my day in so many ways. You, Sarah Linda, it's just amazing. Thank you, Jacqueline. And so, you know, like in, you have something. Everybody does. He gave you a picture of, he gave him, he gave each of us a little piece of himself and that piece reflects him absolutely brightly. And I have a sense that you know that when you do that, you feel his pleasure. Like the guy from Chariots of Fire, he felt his pleasure when, when he ran, he felt God's pleasure. Where do you feel God's pleasure when you do that? And 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 be courageous and step out and, and risk, right, going on and, and and using that potential for the day, for the time of, of what he's given you, whether that's in poetry or fixing cars or whatever it is that, that that God you gave you to be able to do. So one of the ways that he gave us to do that here at the Christian Car Guy Show is with the Jesus Labor Love, which you may know is car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And so, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see a whole section on the Jesus Labor Love. And if you're not familiar with it, because I know we got a lot of new stations that just come on recently, we offer this to single moms and widows across the across the country. That if they'll fill out that application, we have a wonderful volunteer, Scott Barton, will call them, and we are going to try to help them. Um, but in response to that, as you're listening, we we would ask that you pray for that ministry. And that if you feel led, then obviously we use your donations to help these people across the country. We even are donated cars quite often. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to get a car this week for another lady. That people, you know, they, they bought a new car or whatever, and they don't want to just trade in that car. They, they feel like it would go to some, you know, person that really needs it. Well, we have a whole list, a waiting list of people for cars across the country. So wherever you live, we would be interested. And there's a form there at ChristianCarGuy.com where you can say, I've got a car. Or there's a form, you know, where if you need help, right, and God, it, it's, it's a courageous thing to say you need help. But I'm always so thrilled that people will have the courage because, right, we talked about it many shows ago, being needy out loud. Like God really, really wants to help but We He can't help if we don't ask. And And so, if there is a need, that's what the Jesus labor love is there for. He's granted us here at the Christian Car Guy show to be kind of the middleman, right because we have the people who are praying, the people that are donating, and we're just connecting those with the people that have the need and you know it's just it's it's a beautiful thing to see God at work and and it all as came as just as a result of doing what God had asked us to do. so you know when we think about this potential right. The potential we don't want to get pulled off the field without the right clothes right and, and so as you get up in the morning you know the, the potential of the darkness my old friend that 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 darkness can be your friend if you're preparing a listening for God's vision for what you're gonna do in the new day especially right if you want to find God let me tell you where he's all in the Bible right in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Bible is Jesus, and Jesus is the Bible. As you study that, you get to spend time with him, I promise, right? And then through prayer and asking the Holy Spirit for understanding, you can see potentials that will be absolutely spectacular, like we heard today from Jacqueline and the Sarah So I'm so grateful that you are listening today, and for those that called in, remember, as always, slow down, Jesus walked everywhere he got went and got. <laughs> he walked everywhere he went, and got it all done in 33 years. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show.
2: Listening to the Truth Network, truthnetwork.com.